There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Will there be celebrity guests on this show? Who does number two work for? Have you ever wondered what your boss's bathroom routine is like? Well, me neither. But we might find out today whether we like it or not on the number two show. In the wild ecosystem of the workplace, there's a unique species we've all encountered and have to navigate. The boss. Ugh. Just as David Attenborough would guide us through the behaviors of lions and gazelles on the African plains, let me take you on an office safari. You won't need binoculars, but perhaps a strong cup of coffee or a sneaky sip of the flask you keep in your top drawer, Frank. That's right, Frank. We all know about the whiskey. Get a handle on things. From the prowling micromanager to the elusive Captain Cryptic, here's a glimpse into a few of the bosses you're bound to run into during your 9-to-5 jungle adventure. Hey, can we get a cool graphic right there? Like a, I don't know, like a cutaway to like a guy in a safari hat that's like, Welcome to the jungle! And it's like, Rawr! like a big jaguar noise? No. Okay, moving on with the monologue. The micromanager from hell. Stalks your every click like a digital big brother. If they could, they'd probably control your mouse pointer from their office. Personal space? They ain't never even heard of it. They want to camp out in your ass like it's Yosemite. The Ghost Boss. Paranormal edition. Woo! Sightings are rarer than Bigfoot, but their cryptic midnight emails haunt your inbox and are damn near as blurry and unclear. You may never see them, but their passive-aggressive notes are proof enough that the truth is out there. The parent boss, but not really. They drop outdated slang, dab unironically, and think that TikTok is a brand of smartwatch. They're hip, they're cool, and they're dying to tell you a dad joke that will toe the line of getting HR involved. In a world where your boss could be a friend, a foe, or a complete enigma, navigating the workplace becomes a dark comedy in and of itself. Each day is a roll of the dice, a game of chance, or a slow descent into corporate madness. But, welcome to the jungle, and don't forget your coffee. Welcome to the jungle! What the hell, man? Where was that graphic when I asked for it at the beginning of the monologue? Well, today we're flipping the script. We're trading in that luxurious radio studio for something a little more... intimate. <laughs> My guest is the voice that wakes you up, shakes you up, and probably makes your morning commute bearable. It's the one, the only, the man who usually is number one, but today finds himself in the number two spot. Scott Rizzuto. Hi, Rafe. Hey. How's it going, Riz? Well, I'm just sitting in the stall here reading the walls. Yeah, they did a great job. It looks good in here. And I'm glad all the... Uh all the money in the budget went to this because yes, what I'm did. thinking is, is 
you kind of duped management here and you just wanted your own private bathroom. It is. I was just saying it would be really funny if uh, all of this was just a ruse to get you in here because my dream has always been to just poop in front of you. Hmm. And you poke your head around the stall and I'm just pinching one off right here in the stall. That would uh, be a good practical joke, but... Um, it would change our relationship. Yeah, it would probably change my relationship with management, too, because they did put up some money for this. Yeah, so if you were to keep the theme of this, you know, the number two show here, you know, you I, I saw the pilot episode yeah, uh, where it's, you know, it's all about, it's all about the bathroom and uh, what goes on uh, in bathrooms. You know, seeing somebody with their poop face... Uh, is definitely <laughs> is definitely a relationship changer. It changer. It's like seeing your your mother in law's belly button for the first time. Yeah, that'll change your life. I think that's a good policy. I've never understood the open door poop policy in a relationship. It is hard enough to keep the spark alive without them seeing the vein in your forehead throbbing as you you know as you force one out. I, I can't I even imagine what my wife's face would look. like. I don't want to even picture it. What that would look like going the other way. Um, I don't even, I don't even like fart in front of my wife. Really? Yeah. No fart policy in the Rizzuto yep. house. Mm-hmm. Now I do fart. I do fart in front of my, in my, I mean, at some point it had, you gotta let one fly and see how it goes. And Sure. Listen, there's been accidental squeakers. We're comedians. So we accept that farts are funny mm-hmm. and we ignore the fact that they're also are gross. Um, you know what? On the count of three, let's lift our hats up. Uh, I'm going to count to three, and I want us to both do our best. What we think our faces look like when we're pooping. Uh, I'm ho- oh man. All right, all right. We're count not going to pixel. We're not going to pixelate this out. No, no. I think we're going to probably punch in. This could ruin the YouTube algorithm. Well, we're going to find out. <clears throat> all right, ready? Three, two, one, and go. What did I eat the night before? Something that's really. Oh, we're still going? Oh, man, you need more fiber in your diet, pal. Oh, you're still going. Damn, dude, you got problems. You're going to blow out an O-ring. Scene. I'm done already. Holy shit. I don't know what's going on over there, but I am lightheaded. No, smooth sailing here, my friend. Oh, he got a nice open one. Um... (laughs) So let me ask you this. A lot, of, this. a lot of green leafy vegetables over here. Yeah, I guess so. Or loose. You're just, you're a loose cannon. What was the closest you've come recently or in your adult life to having an accident, to to shitting yourself, to your pants and whatnot? Uh, the most recent time was maybe three months ago. Okay. Uh, leaving for the office. Was not feeling great that morning. Uh, thank God I was still in my garage when the accident occurred. Oh. But I tried to let one slip, and garage door was open, car was on, car was in reverse, ready to roll out. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it was a misjudgment. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, thank God I was home. I mean, I, I put the car back in park, shut the car off, <laughs> closed the garage door, I uh, had to run up to the bedroom, <laughs> sneak back into my bedroom. Oh, uh, wife asleep. Wife was asleep. I had to go into How my How do you underwear. pull this heist off? How do you keep it safe? I know. Listen, I'm like a ninja. I know where every every board in the floor that squeaks, I know how to avoid it. I've been doing this for a long time. I try to. <laughs> I No, I haven't crapped myself for a long time, but I try to, you know, I try to be as quiet as I can. You know, we keep odd hours. Okay. Um, so, no, I'd. I'd Run upstairs, grab another pair of uh, skivvies, 
clean myself up and, and head back out to the office. None the wiser? None the wiser. Nobody would have known until I outed myself. Oh. Did you throw the underwear away? Oh, yeah. That went. Thank God it was trash day. How deep did you go in the bin? Uh, the, the, the bin was already out at the curb. So you had to walk dirty undies in hand. No, I, I bagged it up. Uh, luckily, we have uh, like uh, the grocery bags up in the bathroom as like, you know, trash can liners. Ah, nice. Uh, not for just such an occasion, but I mean, <laughs> thank God. Thank God. But I bagged her up, uh, took her out to the curb. If I could have, you know, delivered it to Elon Musk and it could have shot it into space on the next uh, SpaceX, <laughs> I would have done that. You would have. I would have done that. But man, there was there was shame. There was a, that 44-year-old man soiled his pants. Yep. It was shame. And the underappreciated sanitation workers of Wildwood, Missouri, mm -hmm. took that shame away and put it in a landfill somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere in a landfill. Those, uh, those armachillo underwears, which were expensive, but uh, they had to go. Uh, before we had our cell phones in bathrooms or we were able to play Candy Crush or whatever, mm -hmm. What was your go-to bathroom reading material that would have been kept on the top of your toilet tank? Uh, man, I was, when I was a kid, I had myself a uh, Sports Illustrated subscription. Okay. So Sports Illustrated, Mad Magazine or Cracked Magazine. Oh, yeah. Uh, always uh, on top of the tank. Uh, when I got my own place, when I got my first apartment, I was a subscriber to, you know, the, the gentleman's magazines, not your Playboys, but your bro magazines, your Maxims, your FHMs, your stuff magazines. Yeah. Uh, those were all on top of the tank. And that, that was great stuff. Now, when you didn't have anything, I mean, you'd grab a, a, a tube of crest and go, all right, what's this made from? Oh, absolutely. I do have, I do own very old Playboy magazines, which I'd be willing to give up to the set here. Classic. Like I'm talking 1980s, uh, late 70s. I mean, I'll take those for sure. Uh, I don't know what we'll to run that through HR probably. <laughs> I, I didn't grow up in a house where, you know, Playboy magazines were just lying around. No. Uh, not in my house, you know, with my very Catholic mother. Um it was cool though when my dad would take me to the to the old school Italian barber, and uh, in the uh, in the waiting room, you know, because it, it was a men's place with the barber pole out front. You know, men got their haircuts there. There were issues of Playboy magazine in the in waiting the barber room, shop. In the barber shop, man, I don't even know if I can absorb porn like that. I can't imagine sitting there watching a guy get a crew cut and just like holding up the centerfold and unfolding it and being like, hey, hey, check out Miss June, boys. Thing, I went to a barbershop too when I was a kid. Tolly's Barbershop, Italian guy, Tolly Menino. Never changed the price of a haircut. It was six bucks. Well into the 2000s. Full on, always dudes, two chairs, two old guys, two old Italian guys cutting hair, telling dirty jokes. Mm -hmm. Uh, the downside was whatever you asked for, you got... They basically gave two haircuts. They gave you, like, the traditional... They got a crew cut, or you got, like, the traditional high and tight on the sides. What I would call the boys' third-grade cut. They didn't... You weren't going to Tali and, and getting styled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was six bucks. That was the only haircut my parents would pay for. We'd take all three boys up there, get our haircut for 18 bucks. And it didn't matter if there were, like, children in the... 
he was telling dirty jokes. Like he was a World War II vet with like an anchor on his arm. He wore the white barber smock. Oh yeah, four pocket. Was it a four pocket? Four pocket smock. Yeah, always clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. And he would tell filthy, filthy jokes. Hey, listen, I think my kids go to a stylist, yeah. not a barber. Yeah, yeah. Times have changed, my friend. Do you uh, have any memories as a father of having that situation where one of your kids was with you, you had to go, they were too little to leave alone, and they had to get a front row seat to dad's? Um, I think there were a couple you know, travel times or you know, at an airport or something like that where, you know, I tell the kid, all right, face, stand in the corner. <laughs> face the corner. Well, listen, now. now don't, look <laughs> don't look at me. Now you could just hand a kid a phone and just go here, just occupy yourself. They don't even know. You could throw roll a grenade and they wouldn't know. I don't know, man. That smell. I think that could even break the spell of Candy Crush. <laughs> Have you had that point in your life? Uh, where this is a turning point for most men, and I feel like we're in our 40s. Have you had that point in your life where you sat down, you did your business, and for the first time you realized that your poop smelled like your dad's poop? And you were like, oh, my God. Because uh, dad poop had a very specific sure, sure. risk to it that kid poop doesn't have and that mom poop doesn't have. I the think- dad poop is a very specific poop. I think the day after it became a father officially, I think it, I think everybody's it's like magic. Uh, something happens with with your body that just <laughs> starts producing a certain odor. Yeah, I, I can think see it, that. I think May twenty seventh, two thousand nine. I think is the day everything changed. <laughs> First time the stench up from underneath. Yeah, had a musk of familiarity. Uh huh. Uh, I, I think that's true. I also think, like, I think there's something about dad ass and dad calves. I was telling Josh McNew, our producer, wore shorts the other day, and he's getting kind of a meaty ass on him. And I was like, what's going on with your ass, dude? Did you become a dad? And all of a sudden, is this a real thing? Dad calves and dad ass just grow in overnight? I think there's something to be said about that, man. I think well, right, it's responds called, to fatherhood. It's called uh, metabolism, and your metabolism com- completely stops after your first kid. Yeah, because you're eating all their chicken nuggets and animal crackers so that they uh-huh. don't go to waste. Yeah. Which probably also changes what's going on downstairs, yeah. which vis-a-vis creates a dad poop. Yep. Yep, you nailed it. I think we just unraveled some mysteries here today. I think we solved a lot of things today. Well, I appreciate you coming on and being the first guest on the number two show. It's quite an honor. Well, it's... Uh... It's an honor to be here in the stall. Well, there you have it, folks. I'd like to thank my very first guest on the number two show and my boss, Scott Rizzuto, for joining me today. We had a deep, lengthy conversation, and it got pretty vulnerable in here. We found out a lot about his bathroom habits, and we found out he's not a great dad, and that's okay, because he's not my dad. He's my boss, and he's a pretty damn good one. So leave a comment below and tell us what kind of boss you have. Do you love him? Do you hate him? Are you sleeping with him? (laughs) Naughty, naughty. Whatever you do, make sure you like and subscribe and keep watching videos of the number two show. And if you had too much cheese and need to watch another one, just click the link. There's plenty of them to choose from. They're all fun. We're going to have a good time. Until next time, remember to give a courtesy flush. I've been your host, Rafe Williams. Thanks for watching the number two show. Wave goodbye.